0: Paranorm Podcast contains content that might not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This This is Paranorm. Paranorm Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Paranorm, the podcast where we discuss all things true crime and paranormal. I'm Emily. And I'm Sierra. And this week we are talking about my two favorite things: female murderers and cannibalism. Oh, jeez! <laughs> what did I get myself into? <laughs> but before we jump into my freaking, um, what's it called? Like, like just desserts. Um, how are you today, Sierra? <laughs> uh, started out a little bit rough, but it got better, and so now I'm good. It started a little bit rough. Why didn't you tell me? Because uh, there was nothing you could do about it. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> well, that's great. I This morning just started early for me, I guess. I mean, yeah. you were up early, too. So, yeah, I had a overnight for my job last night that just kind of got thrust upon me. And um, I woke up at I had to leave their house at seven. And it was it was it was not a fun time to be awake. In the morning, um, it was also just not a fun drive home because this <laughs> random ass man thought that he had permission to talk to me, let alone tell me while my window is okay. Okay. So let me just start by saying this. I was at a stoplight and I was turning right and this man was turning left. So we are in like lanes beside each other and mm-hmm. it feels so good outside. I had my windows down and he looks over at me and goes, you'd be so much prettier if you smiled. And, like, it took me for a minute. I was like, I'm sorry. It's 7 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. What the fuck are you doing right now? Like, who gave you the right to speak to me? One. Two. Insult me slash compliment me. Three. You can fuck off, sir. Which I... You know my smile. You know my smile that I do when somebody (laughs) tells me I'd be so much prettier if I smiled. I do this thing where I, like, put my head all the way back and then, like, show all my teeth. Um, and that's my smile. So I do this and he just stares at me in like shock. I'm like, you know, you can go fuck yourself. And then I turn and I go about my day. But I just I cannot stand when men do that. I can't stand when anybody does it, but it really irks me when a man does it. And it it just really like seven o'clock in the morning on a Sunday This is what this is how you're going to spend your time. Like you don't have anything better to do than that. Yeah, and the fact that I'm in my car, like, and and you're in your car, or you know, like, speaking from another car. Yeah, I'm just, I'm sorry. What? (laughs) Yeah. Just the audacity, the, the um, the ego. I guess is that the right word? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the brazenness of it all. Yeah, just like. One just to talk to a random person, yeah, and then to like say something like that, and it's not something like pleasant necessarily. Yes, exactly. Um, oh, can't stand, stand it. it. I'm sorry. What cannot stand it? But but yeah, so there's that. This week has been definitely very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, with my work, uh, there's just some craziness happening there. Um. Mm-hmm. Sierra likes to put it, it's either all or nothing, Yeah. which is basically me with my feelings. Like, <laughs> I either, like, love something or I fucking despise it. Like, what was the thing we were talking about with Emily the other day? Was it Twizzlers? Uh, I feel like it was Twizzlers because... We were talking about Twizzlers. Okay, so I love oh, but was the that rainbow like... Twizzlers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I love Twizzlers. Like, I love the red ones and the black ones and all that good stuff. But um, Sierra knows this, and my mom bought me a five-pound container of Twizzlers the other week. Um, so anyway, Emily or Sierra's telling the other Emily about it, <laughs> and she goes, "Well, what about the rainbow ones?" And I was like, "They're fucking disgusting." <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> not like eh, they're all right, but I don't usually like yeah, get no, those. they're Fucking disgusting. And um, so Sierra then tells the other Emily, she's like, look, you just, they're, if you don't want the answer, don't ask the question <laughs> because she's not going to beat around the bush about it. And yeah, so I'm very, very straightforward mm-hmm. with my opinions and I'm not afraid to let people know them. Right. And like you said, like they're very decisive. Oh, and very decisive. And you have decisive. an opinion about pretty much everything. Yes. So pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it's just been a very interesting week. I finished Rick and Morty, so I'm kind of sad about that because it's hilarious. And I know it's so weird that for you that I like it, but, like, it's because they have, like, parallel universe kind of things and, like, mm-hmm. alternate timelines, and you know my feelings about that. Like, yeah. I think that, like, every single decision that we make breaks off into it makes it its own parallel universe, mm. and it's just wild to me. So I, like, fell into a whole hole about that. It was It was great. <laughs> um, but I started, um, what's it? Veronica Mars. Mm-hmm. And Sierra's seen all of it. Yeah. When it, when it aired. Um, Which is totally weird because usually you watch things before yes, I do. Yes. But I wasn't allowed to watch the CW. Oh yeah. And I was a teenager when it was going on. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now I did sneak and watch Supernatural. So, well, I think everybody did. <sighs> Fucking love that show. Anyway, so I've been watching Veronica Mars, and this one dude in Veronica Mars is like, looks so familiar to me for some reason. <laughs> and I look over at Sierra, I'm like, you know, he looks, I finally figured out who it looks like, and it's this dude I had a crush on in high school. Mm-hmm. And every time I see his face now, I'm just like, I can't, I can't watch this the same <laughs> way. So, yeah, that's. You know what would be hilarious is if they had had the same name, like the character in oh, yeah. that guy. Oh, yeah. I was. I, and for the longest time, I could not remember what his name was, so I thought it was the guy that I had a crush on's uh-huh. name, and then finally, I got the name down, yeah. so it's definitely not. They're, like, completely different. <laughs> they start with completely different letters. Everything. Yeah. Um. But they look so similar. It's scary. So, that's my week. It's yeah. it's just, it's just, it is. Uh-huh. We were supposed to go pick apples today, and that didn't happen. I was really bummed about it, because that's seriously all I've been talking about. Sierra's just been like, shut up. <laughs> but. So, you know I would not say that. I know. you. But <laughs> I feel like you think it sometimes. You're just like, how many times is she going to tell me about this? Actually, no, not really. <laughs> well, that's comforting because I can repeat myself so much. <laughs> I don't specifically ever remembering, gosh, I wish I would just stopped talking about it. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't really. Well, that's good. We're hosting a Halloween party. We've got some more stuff for that. That was fun. Um, so, before I tell you this little sordid tale, um, my sources for this week are the Wonderful Murderpedia. Mm-hmm. I need a t-shirt with that on there, for fuck's <laughs> sake. Um, 7news.com, medium.com, and abc.net. Alrighty, so to begin, Catherine Mary Knight was born October 24th, 1955, also I did not realize that she was born in October and it's now October, (laughs) we're just falling along those lines. Yeah. She was the younger of twins born to Barbara and her de facto partner, Ken, which is hilarious because it's Barbara and Ken. (laughs) Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like Barbie. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious, right? Okay. And Ken and Barbie had a kind of ballistic daughter. Yeah, well Ken and Barbie weren't all peaches and cream either. Oh, so well. anyway, so I feel like they say de facto partner because it's like, you know, common law married, but it's in Australia. Oh. Okay. So I don't I don't fucking know how that works in Australia. I just know what is it, seven years here? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, it might vary might vary by state. Is it state or federal? I honestly don't fucking know at this point. Anyway, right. he was her de facto partner. Okay. Um, the, in, she was born in Tenterfield, New South Wales to Barbara and Ken. Okay. Okay. Apparently they were not married, though. Ken was a co-worker of her husband. Jack rough hen I think that's how you say it. I'm not for sure. Oh well. Um so they were originally from a town of Aberdeen in New South Wales mm-hmm. and then they had to move because after being in the relationship with Ken, the hobby mm-hmm. found out about Little it. Bear. Yeah. So they were like really well known in the town, the Knights and the Hens. Mm-hmm. and <laughs> It was, like, apparently a really conservative town. Also, it was the 50s, so, like, every yeah. town is conservative. Yeah. Um, they, it was, like, a major fucking scandal, so they had mm-hmm. to move. And, Okay, for some reason, my notes did not want to jive, and I don't, like, every single time I go from the computer to the lap, like, to the iPad, it, like, makes it look weird. Does that make sense? Like the spacing gets weird. Mm. No, doesn't okay. make sense. Okay. Anyway, so let me just go back to this. The okay. Ruffins and the Knight families were both well known in the conservative rural town because it's the fucking fifties, so mm-hmm. every town is conservative. So they had to move, um, well, because it was a major fucking scandal. Yeah. And the two Ruffins like. Two of the Ruffin's four children mm-hmm. um, stayed with their father while the two youngest were, like, sent to live with their aunt in Sydney. Um, apart from her twin, the only person Knight was close to was her uncle Oscar Knight, who was a, a champion horseman. Mm-hmm. And she was devastated when he completed suicide in 1969 and continues to maintain that her his ghost visits her. Like, to this day. I mean, that's cool. Y- yeah, sure. I don't I don't know why a ghost would want to visit this lady. Well I. I mean, even mean people have friends, right? Okay, anyway. <laughs> so uh, is but if like that's like the only person she was ever really close to. Yeah. Like she could it it could be a ghost or it could just be like her Hallucinations. Mind. <laughs> yeah, her mind. From all the people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my but, goodness. Anyway. Okay. So the family moved back to Aberdeen that same year of 1969. So, Knight's father, Ken, like, not the husband's actual biological father, um, was an alcoholic who openly used oh, violence and intimidation to rape her mother up to ten times a day. Well, yeah. That's a thing. So, in return, Catherine's mother, Barbara... Often told her daughters intimate details of her sex life and how much she hated sex and men. Later, when Knight complained to her mother that one of her partners wanted her to take part in sex act she didn't want to do, Barbara told her to put up with it and to stop complaining. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So Knight claims that she was frequently sexually abused by several members of her family, though not by her father, which continued until she was 11. Although um, they have minor doubts about the details, psychiatrists have accepted her claim as f- all of her family m- members confirmed that it did, in fact, happen. I can't, like, I- mm. if her mom, like, hated it so much, like, why would she, like, allow her daughter to go through it? I mean, because it's, it's the, like, I guess it's Stockholm Syndrome of it, because... If she was being put through that and, like, being raped on a regular basis, then she... I, I mean, after a while, that's what you assume is how that's supposed to be. You know? Just, like, people who have violence in their homes are more likely to portray violence in their next home. Like, I mean, with their own family. Yeah, but, like... I mean, I guess her mom like it was when... also the '50s, the '60s. So like, it's fucked up no matter which way you look at it. So Catherine was perceived as like really wonderful, except for this minor little thing. Um, all of a sudden, she would get into a murderous rage in response to minor upsets. Okay. <laughs> so you know, cash you know, just bouts of violence. Yes. so no not just violence like murderous rage like how many people did she murder when she was a child (laughs) fucking like it's not like she would go and murder like jimmy down the street it's just like if she had that chance like if somebody had not gotten her attention away from murdering jimmy down the street it would have been it would have been bad so when she when she attended Moleswell Brook High School, she became a loner and is remembered by classmates as a bully who stood over smaller children. She assaulted at least one boy at school with a weapon and was once injured by a teacher who found to have acted in like self-defense. Mm-hmm. Um, by contrast, when not in a rage, Knight was a model student and often earned rewards for, awards for her good behavior. So at 15, night leave school without having learned to read or write she gained employment as a cutter in a clothing factory which i don't really know what that means i should have googled that i guess they cut the fabric we're gonna go with that and the other people sew together we're gonna go with that because i have no idea um 12 months later she start she left to start what she referred to as her quote dream job which was cutting up awful which is actually awful it is like the entrails of animals Yay. Well, um I'm at the local arbitrary from where she was quickly promoted to boning and given her own set of butcher knives. Um at home she hung the knives over her bed so that they would quote always be handy if I needed them. Or also fall and puncture you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um so she I guess she could have hung them on the wall. Yeah. I was thinking, like... No, 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 no. It was, like, on the wall. Like, one of those um, baby things. What the, the mobile? The mobile. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. For some reason, that's what I thought. That's what no. popped into your yeah. head. Okay, no. <laughs> anyway, she kept up with this habit of the mobile uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> until her incarceration. Everywhere she lived, she would hang these knives above her bed. Okay. It's fucking psychotic. Um, so, Catherine goes on to meet a homeboy. Mm-hmm. His name is David Stanford Kellett in 1973 and completely dominated him. If Kelly got into a fight at the hotel where um, he worked, Knight would step in and back him up with her fist without fail. So just like jumping into a fight for funsies. Mm-hmm. In Aberdeen, she was a rena- she was renowned for offering armed combat to anyone who upset her. Knight married Kella in 1974 at her request. That's what I mean. Okay, good for you. Um, with the couple arriving at the service on her motorcycle with a very intoxicated Kellett on the back. Oh well, that's a good way to start it off. Oh yeah, shotgun wedding. Um, with actual shotguns. You know, yeah. shotgunning the beer. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. As soon as they arrived, Knight's mother, Barbara, gave Kellett some advice. Quote, the old girl said to me, watch out. You better watch this one or she'll fucking kill you. And that was the mother talking. She told me that she's got something loose. She's got a screw loose quote, somewhere. Unquote. Super mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Um, On their wedding night, she tried to strangle him. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, my God. Sierra. did wait until, I'm like... No! So, Knight explained it was because he fell asleep only after having intercourse three times. Gosh dang. <laughs> Fucking men. <laughs> I'm sorry, we shouldn't be laughing, but come on, man. Really? <laughs> I don't know. Right? <laughs> I mean... I don't have anything to say on his part, but... I mean, you could just, like, wake him up and not, like, strangle him. Or you could just, like, go bowling. Or, like, go to sleep. I mean, if you got all that energy, like, the proper thing to do would be, one, not force him into it because that's rape. Mm -hmm. Two, don't strangle him because that's attempted murder slash if you succeed, it is murder. Mm -hmm. Three, just, you know, walk out. Go get that energy burned off, you know. Find somebody who is consenting. <laughs> I don't do know. You? I, I feel like there are a lot more options. A lot of oh, options. Oh, so many more options than strangling. <laughs> strangling seems like right, you know. Not too, my go-to. Too fast, too soon. Not my go-to. However, no. that man that cat called no. me this morning, I would have just, ugh, can't stand it. Anyway, so the marriage was particularly violent. No shit. And <laughs> on one occasion... No on, way. <laughs> On one occasion, a heavily pregnant knight burned all of Kellett's clothing and shoes before hitting him across the back of the head with a frying pan, simply because he had arrived home late from darts, like a darts competition, mm-hmm. after making the finals. In fear for his life, Kellett fled before collapsing in a neighbor's house and was later treated for a badly fractured skull. Oh my goodness. Yes. Police wanted to press like press charges, um, but knight was now on her best behavior and talked Kelly out of dropping, like, out of pressing charges. Just like any other abusive spouse. Oh, yeah. Like, women can be abusive, too. Here's exhibit A. So, it's fucking wild. So, in May... No. In May of 19... 76 shortly after the birth of their first child melissa ann kellett left her for another woman and moved to queensland apparently unable to cope like cope with knight's possessiveness Mm -hmm. and violent behavior um he's just fucking peaced out which honestly leaving a child in that yeah there is that but like there's also like self-preservation well, the next day, Knight was seen pushing her new baby in a pram down Main Street, violently throwing the pram from side to side. So, self-preservation, huh? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yeah. It could be him she's throwing side to side. So, Knight was admitted to St. Elmo's Hospital in Tamworth, where she was diagnosed with postnatal depression and spent several weeks recovering. Yeah, that's not her problem. No. Um... Definitely not. I mean, post postpartum I mean, could, is definitely a thing. Yes. But, like... I mean, that could be part of... That yeah. Could, she could have that as well, but yeah. that's not, like, her main problem. Yes, exactly. After being released, Knight placed two-month-old Melissa on a railway line shortly before the train was due, then stole an axe, went into town, and threatened to kill several people. A man known in the district as Old Ted, who was foraging near the rail- railway line, found and rescued Melissa. All, um, by all accounts, only minutes before the train passed, uh, Knight was arrested and again taken to St. Elmo's Hospital, but apparently recovered and signed herself out the following motherfucking day. Oh, yeah. you recovery in one day. Mm-hmm. I'm all better now. <sighs> Let's go murder, bitches. <sighs> okay. So, a few days later, Knight slashed the face of a woman with one of her knives and demanded, you know the mobile knife, and demanded she drive her to Queensland to find Kellett. Uh, The woman escaped after they stopped at a service station, but by the time the police arrived, Knight had taken a little boy hostage and was threatening him with a knife. She was disarmed when police attacked her with brooms. (laughs) Fucking brooms, Sierra. (laughs) Imagine if we gave all of our police officers brooms right now. Imagine if we didn't have police officers. <sighs> okay. So when she was disarmed, the police uh admitted her to the Mor- Morissette Psychiatric Hospital, which honestly, at this point, she knows how to work it, like, f- fucking work that system. hmm so, Knight told nurses she had intended to kill the mechanic at the service station because he had repeal- repaired Kellett's car, which had allowed him to leave, and then killed both her husband and his mother when she arrived in Queensland. When police informed Kellett of the incident, he left his girlfriend along with his mother, and they both moved to Aberdeen to support her. Yeah. The fuckery sierra i'm sorry what yep so knight was then released on august 9th hey my dad's birthday um 1976 into the care of her mother-in-law and along with kellett they now moved to woodridge which is like a suburb of is it brisbane is that how you say it possibly okay You've been there. You've been to Australia, so you should know. But I think I think it's one of those things that it's okay if you say it that way, but people who live there would not say it like that. Okay. Well, let's just take into account my really thick southern accent. Okay. Okay. We're going to do that. Like with um Lancaster. Yeah. Also, I had somebody DM me about that. <laughs> what did they say? Because apparently in the episode I said something along the lines of, what's the Yankee way to say it? Oh, yeah. And... um. They didn't appreciate that. Oh, well, it is, though. <laughs> I know. You practiced when you moved here how to say it the correct way. Lancaster? Lancaster? Lancaster. Yeah, I know. But okay. Lancaster. I don't know. Now I don't know what the Yankee way to say it is. Lancaster. You've been so Lanca- L- Lancaster. I don't know. Lancaster, I think. Lancaster, Lancaster. <laughs> How many times can you say it? Lancaster. <laughs> Lancaster, Lancaster, Lancaster. Mm, no. Okay. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> back to this terrible human being. Okay. So once in Woodridge, she obtained a job at Denmore Meatworks in the nearby Ipswich. We've been there. <laughs> Except in Massachusetts. Yeah. So um, on March 6th, 1980, they had another daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, Natasha Marie, in 1984, Knight left Kellett and moved in with her parents um, in Aberdeen and then moved out and rented a house nearby in Moleswell Brook. Although she returned to work at the butcher shop, she injured her back the following year and went on disability pension. No longer needing to rent accommodation close to her to her work, the government gave her a housing commission house, which is, I guess, like... Like, affordable housing? Yeah. Okay. In Aberdeen again. So, in 1986, uh, Knight met 38-year-old miner David Saunders. A few months later, he moved in with her and her two daughters, although he kept his old apartment in Scone. Also, I want to live in a place called Scone. <laughs> um, Knight soon became jealous regarding what he did when she was not around and would often throw him out. I'm sorry. What? I mean, if you're just gonna throw me out, I'm just gonna go. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no. He would move back to his apartment in Scone, and then she would like, like, entice him to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, in May 1987, she cut the throat of his two-month-old dingo pup in front of him for more for no more reason than an as an example of what would happen if he ever had an affair before going on to knock him unconscious with a frying pan. Right? I just want to like skip over that because I don't want to think about it too hard. Okay. I can't deal with that. It's so sad. There's, that's like no reason. The puppy did nothing wrong. I just that a baby earlier and she left it on the fucking railroad tracks. Oh my gosh. She cannot have knives or frying pans. She really likes her frying pans. When is it? Rapunzel? Rapunzel has the frying pan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in June of 1988, she gave birth to her third daughter, Sarah, which prompted Saunders to put a deposit on a house, which Knight paid off when her workers' compensation came through in 1989. Knight decorated the house throughout with animal skins, skulls, horns, rusty animal traps, leather jackets, old boots, machetes, brakes, and pitchforks. So you know. Casual decor that we all have in our homes. We do have the animal skull. I mean, like, a few of those things, like, separately, with other less weird threatening things, (laughs) maybe. I don't know about rusty animal traps, but... I don't don't feel like I'd vibe with that, unless I found it somewhere, because you know how I am prone to picking up things I find. But... I don't know, I guess technically my parents probably have rusty animal traps, but not, like, as decor. No, I mean, but they also own a farm, so, well, like, that, yeah, that goes like, into line with that. This yeah. lady is on disability just chilling at home. How could she afford to, f- to buy all those things? I'm Probably found some of them and then her disability coming in. So, anyway. No space in the house was left uncovered, including the ceilings. No. <laughs> is that where you draw the limits, Sierra? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad we've established that. Like, you need negative space. Yes. And the ceiling is 100% <laughs> negative. <laughs> Okay, so after an argument where she hit Saunders in the face with an iron, so we're moving on to irons now, um, before stabbing him in the stomach with a pair of scissors, he moved back to Scone. When he later returned home, he found that she had cut up all of his clothes, and Saunders then took a long service leave and went into hiding. Good for him. Yeah, seriously. Um, Also, he should have probably taken his daughter, but... Okay, Knight- I mean, they don't seem to think about that. They really don't, but they're men, so. Bless their hearts. They probably don't know how to take care of a child. It's 110% (laughs) true, though. Like,
1: that's woman's work.
0: Yeah. Okay, so Knight tried to find him, but no one admitted to knowing where he was. Several months later, he returned to see his daughter and found that Knight had gone to the police and told them that she was afraid of him. Oh my goodness. Yeah. They issued her an apprehended violence order against him, which is like if seen he can He's be a- arrested. Yeah. Um so the following year in nineteen ninety, um, Knight became pregnant by a forty-three-year-old former butcher slash coworker, mm-hmm. John Chillingworth, and gave birth the following year to a boy named Eric. Their relationship lasted three years before she left him for a man she had begun having an affair with sometime. Like she'd mm-hmm. I couldn't find when they started having the affair. hmm But his name was John Price. Also, this lady gets around and she's not cute. Okay? Like, I need to show you a picture, because she looks unsettling. I mean, but she is, like, very dominating, so she true. probably just... True, true. So just, like, weaker men. Like, we're going out now. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's what Donna does in <laughs> Doctor Who. She protects... Like, I mean, do you remember... No, I don't have no idea what I'm talking about? Okay. Anyway, Donna's a badass and, like, proposes to her fiancé, and mm-hmm. she tells him that they're getting married. Oh, okay. It's wonderful. <laughs> so, John Pricey Price was the father of three children when Knight had an affair with him, reputedly a terrific bloke and liked by everyone who knew him. His own marriage had ended in 1988, though, Um. so apparently he wasn't liked by his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, while his two-year-old daughter had remained with his former wife, the two of like older children mm-hmm. lived with him. Price was well aware of Knight's violent reputation, and she moved into his house in nineteen ninety-five. No, 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 no. Um, his children liked her. He was making a lot of money working in the local mines, and apart from the violent arguments at first, quote life was a bunch of roses. They stink. Yeah, they really do. Flowers are overrated anyway. So, in 1998, so the year Grayson was born, um, they had a fight over Price's refusal to marry her, and in retaliation, Knight videotaped items he had stolen from work and sent the tape to his boss. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Although the items were out-of-date medical kits that he had scavenged from the company Rubbish Tip, Price was fired from the job he had held for 17 years. Gosh, that sucks. That same day, he kicked her out and she returned to her own home while news of what she had done spread through the town. Yeah. A few months later, Price restarted the relationship, although he now refused to allow to let her move in with him. The fighting became even more frequent, and most of his friends would no longer have anything to do with him while they remained together. Why? Yeah. So, in February of 2000... A series of assaults on Price accumulated with the, with Knight stabbing Price in the chest. Finally fed up, he kicked her out of her house. Uh, out of his house. Um on February 29th, he stopped at Scone's Magistrate Court. Is that how you say that? Magistrates? Mm-hmm. Okay, court on his way to work and took out a restraining order to keep her away from him and his children. That afternoon, Price told his co-workers that if he did not come to work the next day, it would would be because Knight had killed him. Mm. Um, They pleaded with him not to go home, but he told them that he believed she would kill his children if he did not. Price arrived home to find that Knight, although not not there herself, has sent the children away for a sleepover at a friend's house. He then spent the evening with his neighbors before going to bed at 11 p.m., Earlier that day, Knight had bought new black lingerie and had videotaped all of her children while making comments which, sh- like, have now been perceived as, like, a will. Of, like, a, a makeshift will. You know? Okay. Last will and testament. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're making a very confusing <laughs> I don't space. understand what, she, like, what did she say? I have no fucking clue. They did not, like, release that. Okay. So just, like, I guess, like... I love you, and this is what you get, or I don't know. Oh, she taped something for them? Yeah. Oh, I thought she was taping them. She was. She, like, taped, like, a video of the kid and, like, said something to the kid. Oh, okay. Excuse me. But she would, like, say something to the kid, I'm guessing. Oh, okay. You know. I mean, she's a psycho, so. How you make a will so knight later arrived at price's house while he was sleeping and sat and watched tv for a few minutes before having a shower she then woke price and they had sex after when he like when she fell asleep like after they did it um at 6 a.m the next morning the neighbor became concerned that price's car was still in the driveway and when price did not arrive at work his employer sent a worker to see what was wrong Both the neighbor and the worker tried knocking on Price's bedroom window to wake him, but after noticing the blood on the front door, alerted the police, who arrived at 8 a.m. Breaking down the back door, police found his body with night comatose from taking a large number of pills. She had stabbed Price with a butcher's knife while he was sleeping, and according to blood evidence, he awoke and tried to turn the light on before attempting to escape well, Knight chased him through the house. He managed to open the front door and get outside, but either stumbled back inside or was dragged into the hallway where he finally died and bled out. That was a terrible way to go. Yes. Later, Knight went to, um, like, went into town in Aberdeen um, and withdrew $1,000 from Price's ATM account. How is she not even, like, in custody? Well, this is before the police arrived, because they found her comatose. This is, like, all happening before the, like, the body was discovered, the blood was discovered, everything. Oh, earlier that night? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Price's autopsy revealed that he had been stabbed at least 37 times in both the front and the back of his body, with many of the wounds extending into vital organs. So, like, any of those stab wounds alone would have killed him. So, he didn't really have a chance? No. Um, several af- several hours after Price had died, Knight skinned him and hung him from a meat hook on the, like, what's it called, like the little archway, of a door to the lounge room, like a little entrance oh, like way a door, frame. Yeah, it wasn't a door frame though. It's like you know how house some houses have like the, um, like it's an arch doorway. Yeah, but there's no door. Right, it's just the yeah. doorway. Yes. um, She then decapitated him and cooked parts of his body, serving up the meat with a baked potato, pumpkin, zucchini, cabbage, yellow squash, and gravy in two sittings at the, di- at, like, two setting places at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Also, that's a lot of food. Yeah, it's a lot of vegetables. Yeah. Which is strange. It's just a lot of food. Because, like, I would maybe make two of those things with the meat. Yeah. But not... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven of those things. That's that's a lot of things. yeah. Also I'm this is why I wanted to eat before. just to let you know. Um, okay, so he she had set up two little places mm-hmm. at the dinner table along with notes beside each plate, each having the name of one of Price's children on it. She was preparing to serve his body parts to his children fantastic yeah uh third meal was thrown on the back lawn for unknown reasons and it speculated knight had attempted to eat it but could not and this has been put forward in support of her claim that she has no memory of the crime um just to like show that she wasn't in the like Beh. she wasn't in that kind of state because she she threw it out but she couldn't like eat it mm. you know does that make sense yeah okay i think so all right sure we'll say it does So Price's head was found in a pot with the vegetables and the pot was still warm and it estimated to be at between 40 and 50 degrees Celsius, indicating that the cooking had taken place like early, early that morning. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometime later, Knight arranged the body with the left arm draped over an empty liter of soft drink and the legs crossed. This was claimed in court to be an act of defilement, demonstrating Knight's contempt for Price. Knight had left a handwritten note on top of the photograph of Price, blood-stained and covered with small pieces of flesh. The note read, Time got you back, Jonathan, for raping my daughter. You to Beck, which is Price's daughter, for Ross, for Little John. Little John is his son. Um, now play with the John's dick, John Price. Also, everything was misspelled. Um, raping was spelled like rapping. Mm-hmm. Um, daughter was spelled like router, but with a D. Um, the accusations in the note were found to be fucking groundless. Like False. they had no fucking proof of this whatsoever. Um, so Knight's initial like plead mm-hmm. was guilty to manslaughter was rejected and she was arraigned on February 2nd, 2001 on the charge of murdering Price to which she entered a plea of not guilty. Her trial was initially fixed for tw- the 23rd of July that same year mm-hmm. but adjourned due to her counsel's illness and it was refixed to October 15th. Um, when tri- the trial commenced, Justice Barry O'Keefe We're going to go with that. Mm -hmm. Offered the 60 jury prospects the option of being excused due to the nature of the photographic evidence, which five accepted. Because, like... Yeah. That's some gruesome shit. When the witness list was read out to the prospects, several more also dropped out, after which the jury was impaneled because they knew... Knew the people that were. Yeah. Knight's attorney then spoke to the judge, who adjourned the following day. The... Next morning, Knight changed her plea to guilty and the jury was dismissed. It was now made public that Justice O'Keefe had been advised of the plea change the day before. He had adjourned the trial and then ordered a psychiatric assessment overnight to determine if Knight understood the consequences of a guilty plea and was fit to make, like, such plea. Yeah. Um, Knight's legal team had planned to defend Knight by claiming amnesia or disassociation, a claim supported by most psychiatrists, although they did consider her sane, like at that time. Mm-hmm. Um no reason has ever been given for the guilty plea and despite it like despite giving it Knight still refused to accept responsibility for her actions. At the sentencing hearing Knight's lawyers requested that Knight be excused to avoid hearing some of the facts, but the application was refused. Like bitch you did this. Mm-hmm. You have to hear about it. Yeah. Um when Dr. Timothy Lyons took Lyons Yeah, when Dr. Timothy Lyons took the stand and described the skinning and decapitation, Knight became hysterical and had to be sedated. On November 8th, Justice O'Keefe pointed out the nature of the crime and Knight's lack of remorse required a, like, severe fucking penalty, and he sentenced her to life imprisonment, refused to fix a non-parole period, and ordered that her papers be marked as never to be released. Which, this is the first time in Australian history that this has been, hap- like, this has been done to a woman. Wow. Yeah. Which, given her background and the brutality of the case. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, in June 2006, Knight appealed the life sentence, claiming that the penalty of life with- in jail without possibility of parole was too severe for the killing. No. The killing was too severe, honey. What are you <laughs> doing? Justice Peter McLean, Michael Adams, and Meg Latham dismissed the appeal that September, that following September, with Justice McLean writing in his judgment, this was an appalling crime, almost beyond contemplation, in a civilized society. Yeah. She's not civilized, so. It just baffles me that people who know that she's violent, they know how she acts, and yet they still, like have a relationship with her, they still, like, let their kids, like, be with her, all of that stuff. It's like, if you know somebody is that violent, like, why would you, what reason could she possibly give that you would just be like, I know that you could probably kill me or my family, but it's okay. Yeah. Like. It's, it's fucking wild, man. All right, you ready for my joke? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I have two. Probably. Okay. I have two jokes for you this evening.
1: This okay. afternoon. What's kind of
0: okay, so what is a cannibal's favorite food? I don't know what. Baked beans. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, okay. Why did the cannibal live on his own? Why? He was fed up with other people. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, that is my cannibal related jokes for you guys. Um, Sierra, are you yawning really? Really. I don't know. That's what we're doing I don't right know now. Why that came out. <laughs> uh, Am I boring you? No. Do I need to be more excitable? I just excitable? didn't get very much sleep last night. and You didn't even have mags. I know, but I was dying, so. Okay. All right. Well, you need to not be dying, so you can plug all of the things right now. You can. Find us on the interwebs. We have a blog, and it's... Call Paranormal Podcast. Don't, are you having? Are you struggling over there? <laughs> I just wanted to do something different than we always do. Do it. And I could not figure out how to do it. But anyway, so um, Emily will have pictures if you're interested. Of this home because literally she ain't cute. But, really ain't cute. So pictures and um, br- you know brief little summary of the episode on our blog if you're interested it's paranormalpodcast.com, and then if has, you're interested no you need to go fucking check it out <laughs> but it has uh it'll have all the pictures from all of our episodes so you can like if you had not seen the pictures from i don't know say the alien abductions you can go over there and see those too so paranormalpodcast.com, um send us a note let us know you were there um on our contact page. Email me about your feelings on cannibalism, because I feel like I made this clear about mine. I'm down for some cannibalism. Yeah, we'd be interested to know, like, where you not stand. Not if you've eaten people, or not if you've murdered somebody to eat someone. Because Just like, theoretically. Legally, we are obligated to tell someone that. But, theoretically, uh, where you would stand, and, like... Sierra knows where she stands with me. Yes. She dies first. if In a cannibal-like situation... Maggie is above other people. Right. Which my brothers found very concerning, which honestly is on brand. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, if you're um on social media, we're on Instagram and Facebook, Paranorm Podcast. And if you want to follow us on our personals, I'm Emily underscore Varner, probably. Sierra, your S-Birtis09, probably. I don't know. I don't know. She doesn't know. Oh, well. Uh, it's, it's, it's something. Yeah. Um, and if well you want to watch me go off about a presidential debate, <laughs> join us. Yeah. Um, because what was that shit show? I don't think anybody knows, honestly. Uh, yeah, that was fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not follow us on the page, find us on the Patreon and be a patron. Have access to cool shit. That's right. Do yeah. it. I dare you. <laughs> um, Patreon.com, Paranorm Podcast. Um, you yeah, have exclusive access, cool con, exclusive content as well. Um, you get the episodes a day earlier. Don't you just want to listen to our voices all the motherfucking time? <laughs> There's a few of our special episodes um, on there where Sierra does her own little thing. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much everything. Um, this week's going to be hella busy, but we will be back in your ears next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. Who the fuck knows what I'm going to talk about, but you know, as well as I do, I will run my math about almost anything. So I hope you guys have a great week. Yes. Cause it's going to be a great week. Hopefully I'll go get to pick apples sometime. We're going to make it a great week. Sure. figured it out. We got pret- we got pretzels. Oh, my God. Sierra made pretzels and they were delicious. So, yeah. That's all I have for you. Sierra, do you have anything else? Uh, stay spooky. Yes, let's do it. Oh, also, send me Halloween costume ideas because I keep taking quizzes and every single quiz that I've taken tells me I need to be a witch. You don't want to be a witch? I'm, like, on par with that already. So, let's mix it up here. So... <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Bye.